sort of. This is False Start, technically, on the same podcast feed, but this isn't an episode of False Start. This is a sneak preview, or, you know, maybe we'll call it the, uh, the QB sneak for now. This is your boy, John Bueller, staff writer at Fansided.com. Um, ahead of the Georgia game versus Missouri on Saturday, I had the opportunity to speak with Georgia and Steelers legend Heinz Ward on behalf of Fairfield by Marriott. It's only about a 10-minute conversation or so, but what Ward told me uh, really kind of reaffirmed a handful of things I had about our beloved Georgia Bulldogs. It could be anything from how we feel about Carson Beck, how truly unique the coaching staff is with Kirby Smart, Mike Bobo, and Will Muschamp all working together perfectly, all of whom were teammates with Hines, you know, from 94 to 97 at varying points. But I think really the interesting thing that Heinz taught me or showed to me was that you got to be put the team first, whether that's with Georgia having success now or what's kind of mired the Pittsburgh Steelers ever since he retired. There's been a lot of tumult there up in Pittsburgh featuring our boy George Pickens, the latest guy to have some sort of friction in the locker room up there. But you know, this, this was recorded before Georgia played Missouri in what was a fantastic Week 10 game. I would anticipate Georgia will be number one in the latest college football playoff rankings after their most convincing victory of the week. Obviously, we've got game day coming to Athens on Saturday for Ole Miss. That should be a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, Cody and I decided that anytime he or I get to interview anybody, uh, we're going to put it on the feed. So you can hear what we were talking to these um, athletes and personalities and whatnot. Because we love college football. We love talking with smart and interesting people. I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. I'm here with Heinz Ward, former Georgia star and Steelers legend. He is here in Athens today on behalf of Fairfield by Marriott. Tell me more about what's going on with Fairfield by Marriott in the Classic City. Yeah, well, first off, I'm excited to be teaming up um, with Fairfield by Marriott, the official hotel of the NCAA, to host the home field advantage tailgate uh, at my alma mater to kick off this game day experience for homecoming here at UGA with some students, some alumni, and some fans. Uh, It's a perfect way to start this tailgate off to celebrate a partnership with Fairfield and, of course, the NCAA. Massive game today with number two, Georgia, versus number 14, Missouri. This game could possibly decide the SEC East. But um, in preparation for this interview, Heinz, I was talking with my fan-sided colleague, Cody Williams, and we believe that Georgia is experiencing a bit of a wide receiver renaissance. It's kind of been on the come up the last few years, but it's been really prominent now with Beckett quarterback. We've seen guys who've been here for a while, like Rosemary Jack Saint, Lad McConkey Shine, as well as newcomers like Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra Thomas. What do you think has attributed to the wide receiver room kind of getting on the same level, if not exceeding, you know, the quarterback room, running back room, tight end room? and offensive line at Georgia. It's been really fun to watch. No, it's, it's really been exciting to see all the new talent, the fresh faces that comes out of the University of Georgia. You know, of course, me being a, a George Pickens fan, you know, being that he's playing up in Pittsburgh right now. And, oh, yeah. In the league, man, I'm just – I'm kind of like Papa Smurf, so it's kind of like when you see all the little Smurfs, you, you're super excited and want nothing but the best for all the guys. But really, if you look at the, the past – probably the last – 
four or five years here at Georgia. And uh, our style, the, our pro style, a system that we run here at Georgia, along to go with Kirby Smart's defense, uh, you see it start to correlate you know, with transitioning, being an easier transition for a lot of our guys into the pros because we're coming from a pro-style offense. You have uh, a pro-style running back. You have a pro-style receivers, tight ends, quarterback. So uh, you're just starting to see year in and year out, uh, you're starting to see University of Georgia produce some players on the next level, and it all starts. We're kind of like the farm league uh, to the to the NFL, right? So I'm just excited about all the guys. One, getting the chance to don the, the red and black, uh, the word of silver britches, man. So me coming back here in Athens, being a part of festivities, along with Fairfield by Marriott to be here, uh, taking part of the home field advantage and tailgating with our awesome fans that we have here. And, you know, catching up with some faces, some guys that uh, I played ball with, uh, students that I was in classrooms with. Uh, I'm just super excited to be here and extremely blessed to be a part of it all, man, and, and proud to be a Georgia Bulldog. Me too. It's been it's been wonderful just seeing it all fi- kind of firing on all cylinders. It's been such a long time coming. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed, and maybe you have, obviously, because you probably played with all of them, it's exceedingly rare that you have Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, and Mike Bobo as your head coach, your OC, and your co-DC, all back at their alma mater. They're all friends, and the alma mater is dynastic. I know that coaching attrition has been what has been like the death sentence to like, you know, USC, uh, Pete Carroll, Mac Brown, Texas. We've seen Nick Saban do his absolute best to try to overcome that at Alabama. But is this really the secret sauce here with Georgia? But because I just think I don't think we're appreciating this enough, how unique this is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a blessing to have um, Coach Kirby Smart and Muschamp and Bobo. Those guys made a commitment uh, when they signed on to come here to the University of Georgia. You know, they want to turn things, be the guys that turn things around for this great state, uh, which known as rich in tradition and football and everything that goes with it. So to see them at this level doing, having the success that they're having, you know, me being a, a former player and those guys being my my teammates, man, I got nothing but love for them. I mean, because we all took a vow to come here to the University of Georgia to turn things around and to see the success that they're having, man. It's just like you couldn't be happier to be a Georgia Bulldog. So I dyed my red and black along with my black and gold, of course. So uh my closet is red and black and all black and gold. But uh, each and every Saturday, man, I represent Georgia to the fullest. And uh, super excited that they're having success here at, here in Athens. Yeah, the amount of red and black in my closet is a little bit frightening, but I don't <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it any other way. One thing that I think has been really exciting this year has been the play of Carson Beck. Obviously, he's got to replace the legend that is Stetson Bennett the fourth. But I feel like his fourth year in the program, he's really shining in Bobo's system. Like he basically said, we're not losing to Auburn. He, he and uh, Brock figured that out down there in the plains, which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I guess what I'm what I'm curious about is what has made him look kind of like Aaron Murray or Matthew Stafford in this system, and what can dog fans you know be excited about this year and next with back? Well, I think what helps any quarterbacks is, is having a run game, right? So you take the pressure off the quarterback, but overall, you just look at what they're doing offensively. Bobo has those guys having balance, being able to run the ball, uh, use play action, take their shots down the field, and you're just starting to see guys step up their game, you know, week in and week out, guys performing at a high level. When their numbers call, they're making plays. 
And that's what you need. And now they're starting to find their identity. And this is where you want to start playing playoff football, right? And late fall, when every game uh, mattered towards the end of the year, kudos to Kirby for really just getting those guys involved and, and being singularly focused week in and week out, understanding that every game's a big game. You know, and just having that mindset because, you know, being a head coach or being any coaches, the hardest thing to do is to keep these guys from being distracted from the classwork and all the success and everybody's patting them on the back everywhere they go. Everybody wants a, a piece of them. But to be able to keep them mentally involved, uh, mentally focused uh, week to week, those guys have done a tremendous job. So it's definitely been uh, definitely uh, a team effort aspect as far as what the success that they've had in the past couple of years. So uh, it's just it's happy to see for me being a former player to see that those coaches get those guys engaged, understanding that the prep work that goes into it, there can be a lot of distractions as well. Totally. Got two more for you. One about sure. Georgia and the SEC, another one that's kind of more Steelers, just because I feel like I got to ask it. But um, this is like, this is uh, the last year of 14 teams in the SEC. We've got Oklahoma and Texas coming in. We're still playing eight games next year, but like they're only going to be protecting Georgia, Florida, which means Auburn's not going to be played every year, which would be really upsetting to me. You know, you lose like annual rivalries like Tennessee and South Carolina. I'm just kind of curious to hear what your thoughts are on, you know, the changing landscape of college football. Yeah, the landscape is, is really all about money now, right? So you kind yeah. of lose out of those old traditions. I mean, just having Georgia-Auburn, I, I just thought, like, that game would always be on the schedule, right? So yeah. to see that game come to an end, in any games, like, you know, of course, Georgia-Tennessee is a big game. Definitely the the Auburn Georgia game, but you know, unfortunately, it's it's really what college football has has really evolved to. You know, the game has come a billion dollar industry, and that's why all the teams are trying to come to the SEC. It's really about money, but unfortunately, the true purists, um, the 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 true college fans that love seeing those traditional games, uh, they're going to be lost but never forgotten. You know, of course, how can you forget? The game where our Ugga tried to bite one of the Auburn players, right? That's like oh, yeah. what you just remember, regardless of if you're a true Georgia Bulldog fan, you're always going to remember that scene and, and that picture of Ugga trying to take a bite out of the Auburn Tiger player. Uh, but it's unfortunate. I mean, but you understand, you know, due to the game and the the excitement of the game, the notoriety of college football, that's where the game is going. And it's more about money rather than the traditional games that you see. Yeah, I got that photo framed right behind me uh, <laughs> over there in my kitchen. But yeah, I think the SEC will eventually go to like nine games just because like that's eight more games that they can sell like ESPN or another partner. You know, yeah. there's just too much money to be had there. But uh, one last question for you. Um, try to make this as concise and as respectful as I possibly can. It's about oh. the Steelers. Um, I talked previously a couple of years ago with your former teammate, uh, Troy Polamalu. Mm -hmm. And he said that like the common thread between Tomlin and Cower and Noel has been how the Steelers just handle adversity. It's really elevated the programs or the, the team's floor. Like they're going to be a five above 500 team's going to be outstanding. Honestly, ever since you left, there's kind of been some sort of drama that's kind of been pervasive within the locker room, you know, the offensive side of the ball. It can be the wide receiver end, it can be Le'Veon Bell, it can be Ben, it can be coordinators, it can be whatever. But what do the Steelers need to do to kind of elevate their ceiling back to being like, oh, we can beat Kansas City uh, at Arrowhead. Oh, we can like dominate the Bengals head to head. We can go back to being, you know, Super Bowl uh, caliber, like the the second Pantheon peak, like when you're playing for them and when I was growing up, what do the Steelers got to do to get back to that? 
Uh, I just think it's the mindset, right? It is all about the team. You know, now with this younger generation, everybody wants to have be famous on TikTok and social media, and you kind of lose sight of the team aspect of it. Every time you get a chance to walk in that building uh, in Pittsburgh and you see the six Lombardi trophy, it's a mindset that comes with that. It's not just about you. It's what can I do to help us win another Lombardi trophy to add another one in our collection? So uh, when you look back on it and you see the su- uh, the six Super Bowl uh, trophies sitting in the office, it-, it comes with a lot of things as far as your approach to the game. How can I help the team uh, get better? What can I do to get better to help us win championships? And I think once those younger guys start to realize the rich tradition in Pittsburgh that we have and and buy into kind of the mindset that we had in Pittsburgh, it's about team before I, those guys, you'll see more championships because we're way too talented, have a lot of talent to not be winning Super Bowls. And uh, but that's the only difference. I just think it's a mindset. Those guys just have to come collectively as a group. To understand that it's not about me, it's about us. And then if we all win, then everybody gets a chance to, to get their shine on TikTok and social media. So I'm more of an advocate of pushing more team aspect than individual stuff. So I've been very blessed to, to play with some outstanding teammates that really were selfless. You know, you take Troy Palomalu, he's one of the guys that really didn't want all the credit, kind of hid behind the curtains and let other guys get their get their shine. But we all know what he brought to the table. But that's the mindset you, that you got to have. That's a championship mindset. Yeah, they're so close. Georgia was so close for so many years, and now they're there. Yeah. Maybe the Steelers will get back there soon. Heinz Ward, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Heinz Ward working today with Fairfield by Marriott, Georgia legend, Steelers legend. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you there. Anytime. And there you have it. A false start first. QB Snake was a lot of fun. Heinz Ward taught me so much about what it takes to be a good teammate and really the sacrifices you need to do to win at the highest of levels. No matter what level you are at life, that's what it takes. So yes, we will be back with a full healthy helping of false start on Monday. It'll probably be live late afternoon like it usually is. Cody and I are very loquacious. We're definitely going to be talking about the dogs, LSU Alabama, Caleb Williams crying, maybe some Carmageddon there with Iowa Northwestern, and you know, maybe a little bit of Deion Sanders going with some Pat Shermer and that not going so hot for CU. Once again, thanks for listening. And this is False Start.